So long ago, when I was in my early 20s, uh, when I was in college, I interned at IBM uh, in Rochester. And, you know, because internships are, or interns are so busy, uh, one day we calculated that there were seven levels of management between us and the CEO, Lou Gerstner, at the time. And I suppose now you could argue that um, I'm under, what, two levels of management, the Pope and the Bishop. Um, so actually it's probably three levels of management. We all know who really runs the parish, that would be Maria. <laughs> but where, where do we look for direction? Where do we look for truth? You know, why in some ways, why did Jesus come the way he did? No, why didn't he just come as an adult and die on the cross for our sins and rise from the dead to give us eternal life? Why did he come as an innocent, powerless little child? He who, as John says, created the whole universe. Why did he, does he come as a little child, as a baby? Because Jesus wanted to show us, give us an example. And he also didn't want to just save us, he wanted to give us ways to live, but even more importantly, a church. No, as he grows up, as he begins his ministry, he gathers people around him. And thankfully we do, we have the Bible, the inerrant word of God. But Jesus himself never wrote anything down, at least not that we have record of. Instead, the Catholic Church talks about the deposit of faith. That Jesus is the truth. The Word of God. The Word made flesh. So life can get complicated, life can get confusing. But Jesus is the truth. He is the fullness of truth. If they ever want clarity, look to Jesus. And in some ways look to the church, at least the official documents of the church. Because as Catholics, we believe that Jesus is the fullness of truth and that he deposited that faith, that fullness of truth, into his apostles. And so, the successors of the apostles, the bishops, hand on down to us the fullness of truth. And even our own bishop, Bishop Barron, um, you know, he's not, he doesn't do much on social media, so, you know, it's kind of hard to find him. No, I'm joking. He's like one of the most well-known bishops probably in the whole world. Um, and he, he does, he says a lot of great things and a lot of uh, solid things. If you ever want to listen to a better homily than mine, you know, listen to Bishop Barron's uh, homilies and talks. But well, that's just it. In a world that's so confusing, and even like in the second reading, 
The letter, uh, the author of the Hebrews says, In the past, God spoke to us in partial ways through the prophets. And maybe in some ways we could say that, you know, people that we know, maybe celebrities, you know, maybe politicians, um, even, you know, people in the church, they talk to us in partial ways and maybe leave us even slightly confused. But we can look to Christ. You look to the official teachings of the church for clarity. Because he says in these last days he spoke to us through the Son, through whom he created the universe. God still speaks to us. Christ still speaks to us. That's why taking time for prayer each day is so important. To receive the voice of God, the voice of Christ into our own lives. And yes, that needs to be maybe um, fortified or the foundation, you know, by reading scripture, again, reading the documents of the church, the teachings of the church. But we don't know, we aren't going to know what Christ wills for us, what truth Christ is want, wants to speak to us unless we spend time in prayer. And so as we celebrate this incarnation of Jesus, the Word becoming flesh, the Word becoming coming among us, may we connect with that Word. May we connect with Jesus Christ. You know, it's good to celebrate, you know, to do uh, things to come to Mass, the greatest uh, form of prayer we have on this side of heaven. And maybe, hopefully, you know, a homily speaks directly to your heart. But that, you know, a lot of times doesn't happen. So they spend that time in prayer. They spend that one-on-one -on -one time with Jesus. Allow Him to speak to you personally. God wants to give us truth. God wants us to live in the light. And Jesus is that light of the world. Jesus is the fullness of truth. He doesn't want us to be confused. He doesn't want us uh, to be unsure. And so much of the world says you can make up your own truth. You can make up, you know, however you want to live. You know, you do you, I'll do me. But that's not the way Jesus wants us to live. And I would argue that if that sense of relativism is uh, pushed to the end, life becomes meaningless. That's not what Jesus wants for us. He wants us to have purpose, to have goals, have a sense of purpose and a sense of worthiness, worth, uh, being worth, uh, full of worth because he loves us, because we are his beloved sons and daughters. The gospel says those who accept him, accept Jesus, become children of God. We have been desired, we have been wanted even before time began. And our purpose, our purpose in life is to become saints. To, be, uh, to get to heaven. 
If you ever wonder what your purpose is, that is your purpose. To become more and more a child of God. To become a saint. To get to heaven. Because relativism just leads to meaningless. But the truth of Jesus Christ calls great things of us. It's not easy to be a Christian, to be a follower of Jesus Christ. But he came humbly as a small baby. And we should follow him. Follow him humbly. The saints say that Jesus took on our humanity so that we could take on his divinity. So as we celebrate this great solemnity, the nativity of our Savior Jesus Christ, may we look to him for truth, may we look to him for light, and may we understand our great worth as children of God.